I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and howdy and welcome to WikiShuffle episode 86. Phil, what's a WikiShuffle? WikiShuffle is the random article podcast where we press the random article button on Wikipedia and then we talk about whatever we find. And what are we going to talk about today? Well, we don't know yet. Oh. I haven't randomised it yet. Should we do that? Randomise? Yeah. Okay, engage. Engage. Can you say engage, please? Engage. Eating live seafood. Oh, yum, yum, yum. Yum, 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 yum. Really? I would. Maybe, mmm. You've thought about <laughs> it. What's happened is... <laughs> I love watching Chris's brain just click into gear. Yeah. It's like he's on autopilot, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, we can I see the cogs turning. the good bit. I like, I like seafood. But in that bit in the middle, that live bit, then I thought about faces. Yeah. If they're, if they're still I'm alive, moving. they still have their faces. Yeah, that's my rule with food. I don't eat it if it's got a face. Or I can about, still got a face. What about McCain's smiley faces? <laughs> it's a tricky one. They're happy as well. They yeah. are, they're happy. Like a BN biscuit. Or the processed meat in the shape of a bear face. Mm, Billy bear meat. Oh yeah, that's even more terrifying. Because that's like a sort of serial killers made a mask for <laughs> bear parts. <laughs> I don't think the meat in those slices know, is bear meat. I, I might be that. Wrong. I am, as always, the resident vegetarian on the podcast, but I don't believe that that's bear meat you're eating. I'm aware of that. I don't know what type of meat it is. Just like probably squirrel pig bits. Yeah. How much money would you need for, to eat a slice of Billy Bear ham? I mean, I'd need a tenner. A ten Just pounds. Up. I would, and I eat like. Tinned yeah, hot dogs. Have we forgotten about your love I know, for but come on, Billy turkey Bear Twizzlers? A man's got to have limits. <laughs> Billy Bear Ham is your Billy limit. A tenner it would cost for you to eat a slice mm. just on its own. Yeah, just on its own. We'll put it down. I wouldn't do it for a tenner. No. 20? No. 50? Borderline at 50, but probably not. 75? I think you'd have to break a ton. 100 quid, yeah, I'd probably do it for 100 quid. Every man has his price. Are you going to give me 100 quid for eating a slice of Billy Bear? Can you stump up the money, Chris? I'm not giving someone 100 pounds for something I would do for free. <laughs> so the rule is no face. Mm-hmm. My concern with eating things whole isn't the face. It's, it's the, the fat. Yeah, they've still got their own poo inside them. That's your problem there, isn't it? If they're still alive, yeah. they are still carrying around well, their poop. I thought that as well. Isn't that why if you're eating like shrimp or something, you've got to check to see if it's got that black line? Because if it's got that black line, that's its poo line. And that means whoever's prepared it has done it wrong. Go get rid of that poo line. I think that's, I think that's a real that's, thing. Yeah, I just think if there's like, if I have to look for a poo line, Any food. <laughs> I'm not going to eat it because it should be prepared enough that I don't have to do That's the whole point. That's the point of paying for food. Otherwise, I'd just go out and catch my own bloody shrimp. Okay. I wouldn't do that. I don't. I don't mind seafood. I think seafood's fine. 
but it's just not live. Like that, the other one, the other example of live food is I'm a celebrity, where they eat that big maggot thing. <laughs> it's gross. I would never do that. But I could eat anything else that they put there, as long as it's dead. Do you want me to eat, like, a, a kangaroo bum? Fine, whatever. If it's a live maggoty thing, nah. So you'd eat a kangaroo anus? If it was, yeah, if it was, like, dead and cooked and whatever. You could eat a knob. Yeah. At night. Okay. But, yeah, but not anything alive. Not like a t- stick insect or a big moth. I'm not doing that. A big moth. <laughs> <laughs> you a big moth on toast. Small ones, though. The whole point of my vegetarianism is that I cannot differentiate between eating the side of a pig or cow and eating a slug they're the same thing to me no they're very different they're very different <laughs> one tastes delicious one tastes and delicious. has some element of nutrition the other is a slug mm. why can't you differentiate what's wrong with you obviously you can and you're just being obtuse psychologically there's the same thing at play it is disgusting to me it is inherently unpleasant the thought of eating a dead animal the practice of eating live food, such as fish, crab, oysters, young shrimp or young octopus, is widespread. Full stop. So we now have a selection of live seafood dishes. So Chris, you're, you were on board, then you've changed your mind, and now you mm. can't eat anything with face attached. Mm. Jack, where's your, where's your stance on this? Maybe we should, should we go through some of the dishes and see if these would appeal to you? Although well, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to all of these anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with seafood. As long as it's cod, haddock, place, scampi, salmon, or tuna. And the first of all have to be in breadcrumbs. They have or to be batter. in breadcrumbs or batter, right? Obvious, or some sort of nice sauce. I'm not just going to eat plain cod, that's insane. It's, not really, it's just fish, specifically fish. You wouldn't eat, like, Just fish. I've not, I've not ventured into any sort of, yeah, mussels, oysters. You know when the, the um, Malcolm the Fish Man comes around to yeah. the pub? Mm-hmm. This is not going to travel well this um, bit but please it, tell us about Malcolm the Fishman uh, are you aware of Malcolm the Fishman uh, no I'm not aware of really? Malcolm the Fishman can you okay. tell us about Malcolm the Fishman <laughs> so in our hometown mm-hmm. of Corby when you're in a pub and you're doing the quiz or you're just having a few pints you sat in a pub with your friends and if you're in a pub in Corby and you sat with your friends at night a little man who must be 90 he, he's been doing it he's since in his our 80s. parents were kids and he's looked exactly the same yeah our parents Everyone knows Malcolm the Fishman. So he'll come around in his like in his long white coat, like a fishmonger, and he has a wicker basket, mm-hmm. and the basket is full of mussels, mussels, prawns, cheeky pepperoni. Yeah, loads of pepperonis. Yeah. Um, just fish, little white trays with some prawns in it, mm-hmm. and a little plastic fork, and he'll sell you some fish. Yeah, and, and then he and then he get, then he leaves. <laughs> he goes to the next pub. It's great. It's the weird, like, obviously, I'm sure it's, you have to have a license for that kind of thing, don't you? I'm pretty sure he just doesn't, but no one cares because it's, it's Malcolm the Fishman. I don't even know where he gets the fish. It doesn't matter. Just we're a, a long trip. way from the sea here. We're as we far as you far can away. get from the sea. In the UK, we're as far away from the sea as possible. And it's Little Fish Wizard. Yeah. It's a little just fish wizard. Scurrying around. You've never heard of Malcolm the Fishman. I'm not aware of Malcolm the Fishman. Wow. This is we'll brilliant. Have to take you to a it is Corby good pub. when you take out people around Corby who've never seen him before yeah. because they freak out. They don't understand it at all. Because everyone's like, hey, Malcolm. <laughs> and he's just like, got a little drastic little basket of fish. And you get a little bit of prawns. If you're not aware, your face just drops. It's like, what the hell is going on? And so people buy it for eating there and then. Yeah, yeah, oh, this, yeah. Is, this is immediate consumption yeah. instead of a bag with of crisps. A, with a pint, yep. Malcolm the Fish Man. Malcolm the Fish Man. Amazing. I am picturing a character from Bojack Horseman, though, where he is actually a fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Basically, I, I just see a big pepperoni, so I'll get a, 
I'll get a hot pepperoni from him sometimes. Mm. What would you normally get from Malcolm the Fishman? I like his little tray of prawns. So you will get a tray of prawns from Malcolm the Fishman and make sure that the poo line has been sufficiently dealt with. The the thing, I haven't really thought about it before. At that point in the night, I would have already had a few drinks and might not have checked for the poo line. But I trust Malcolm enough. He's not going to feed you prawn poo, is he? No. At that point in the night, I'd already had a few pints. I wasn't going to bother checking for the poo line. Don't matter. I mean, probably when you're drunk, you're going to eat a bit of poo anyway, aren't you? So uh, it's just yeah. going to fall into the background yeah. with just the residual, natural, default level of mm-hmm. poo consumption. And he has a little, sometimes he has a little pot of a seafood dip. It's very nice. Are his prices reasonable? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, it's like a quid a tray for... It's not many prawns. But I Do you know what they probably were? Uh, it's the novelty of buying them off the man. And because there's all these other fish there, it smells like the seaside. And the camaraderie of everyone knowing who he is and yeah. feeling a part of a movement. Yeah. Everyone. It doesn't matter who, who, who you are in Corby, who your friends are, everybody knows Malcolm and has a respect for the fish man. <laughs> you do though, don't you? No one's ever taken a piss out of him. No, you wouldn't. No one's ever mean to him. No one's if ever like, oh, anywhere else. You fish gimp. If some, if some guy just started turning up at any old pub with like, I don't know, sausages or other <laughs> bacon things, people would go, who's that sausage twat? But Malcolm, <laughs> when he comes up with his fish, the amount of respect that man gets. I'm surprised he isn't like well, a statue or something. He's that sort of calibre of Corby well, celebrity. Maybe we should petition for one. I'm sure there are these one in the pipeline. Can you could you find me a, a picture of Malcolm the Fish, man? I'm sure. Try and find his own. On Facebook. Someone's post on Facebook. Romantic meal for two, courtesy of Malcolm the Fishman, and there's them with their little tray of prawns. Nice. Here's is it. Uh, someone set up a Facebook profile for him, just called Malcolm Fishman. Someone with a pepper around me. Oh, he looks happy in his work. He's the most happy man you can ever meet. Well, that's good, because you don't want to buy fish off a miserable man. No, God, no. There's a, um, there was a rumour a couple of years ago that he'd passed away, um, and the whole town was in shock. Yeah, but, he is um, that level of celebrity. He just continued turning up to pubs, so, and that's when it twigged that he wasn't dead. Oh. <laughs> He's got it's like a proper account, and his title is Food Consultant. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, look at him. He's so sweet. He's actually called Malcolm the Fishman. As a business plan, mm-hmm. it's probably a bit lacking. You'd need to sell a lot of fish products in and out. Well, he's actually, I think he's my neighbour's gardener. That's his day job. He's too old he's to too need a gay, a, a, a gay job. A gay he's, job. Too, he's too old to need a day job. He's not going to last forever. Always, I don't the, know. He hasn't aged a day. Okay, so he looks like seven years ago, he looks exact, exactly the same as he does now. I'm just thinking maybe there's a gap in the market that I could maybe be Philip the Tofu Man. Oh, <laughs> I don't know about that. No? Ah, oh, he's wonderful. Um, why don't you write in, email us at phil? Podcast at wikishuffle.co.uk yeah. or message us on Twitter at wikishufflepod. Or message us on Facebook and just let us know about your local celebrity mm. and why he's important or she's important to you. Would uh, that be fun? And what's it? Absolutely. Who doesn't love a local celebrity? Because oh. I don't think Kettering's going because Benny Hillman died, so Kettering doesn't really have a local celebrity. Benny Hillman anymore. Elvis man? Yes. So he used to dress up as Elvis and he used to play Elvis on his boombox or Benny Hill, I'm assuming. Yes. And he'd walk around town. With his little dog. Well, the rumour that I heard, and I'm not sure if it's right or not, but he, um, his wife was in a wheelchair and they were on a walk one day, and they were at the top of a hill, a really steep hill, and he accidentally let go of her wheelchair. She rolled down to the bottom of the hill and, and died. I and that's heard... why he went insane, and then ended up walking around Kettering Town Centre with a boombox. 
Is that true? I've heard that story, but I do, do not believe that it is true. But he definitely did go insane and he stank. That's the other thing about these these locals. I'm sure it's not true of Malcolm the Fishman because he doesn't seem insane at all. He seems no. to be providing a and he doesn't uh, stink. Well, he has the smell of the sea, which is nice. Yeah. Like any what's the word? Fishman. Fishman. Fishmonger. <laughs> I, was, I just couldn't think of anything but seaman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really think about Malcolm. He stinks of seamen. <laughs> well, careful. Sorry, I don't. It's just, uh, you get a bit protective, don't you? Anybody was saying anything bad about him? He's our Malcolm. Sorry, Malcolm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. We don't particularly have a, a local celebrity as much anymore. No. One more thing about Malcolm the Fishman. Go ahead. What a lovely guy. Oh yeah. He's just lovely. You just want to spend time with him, and when he leaves, you're a little bit disappointed. Oh. But you know well, you'll see him again. You know you'll see him again until he dies, which hopefully will be never. Mm. But from the sounds of it, all of this fish selling has kept him spry. Until he's reclaimed by the sea. Except that never happens. <laughs> We're not supposed to be talking about this because one thing that I'm pretty sure Malcolm the Fishman doesn't sell is live fish like for that. on the spot. Live octopuses flapping around your pub. He, I'm pretty sure he would um, not like that. He'd be against that, definitely. So let's see what kind of live fish is that. If he was to branch out or I was to set up a competitive imagine no. how badly that would go down. Oh my god. I would be lynched. I'm fuming just <laughs> thinking about it. Someone <laughs> trying to take his patch. <laughs> if I wander into the candle and <laughs> you, honestly you would be killed. <laughs> I can imagine you in a long trench coat and then you open it up and you've just got like different seeds. And nuts and lentils and lentils and like chickpeas. Selection just of pulses. Loose. loose. Uh-huh. They're like attached with little bits of string. Yeah, I think that could work for you. Uh huh. And you, you see, could be catching. It can. Fashion. It can never happen again because if it wasn't for this long-standing arrangement, the pubs would not let people in to mm-hmm. make money on their patch, would they? No. So this is never going to happen again. This is the end. Mm. This is the last fishman. Welcome, the last fishman. It'd make a great film, wouldn't it? Mm. Chris, you can get working on the, the screenplay for that. I don't want to see much on. So what live fish dishes could you enjoy? How about next time you're in China, you have a go at some drunken shrimp? Ooh. Drunken shrimp is a popular dish in parts of China. It is based on freshwater shrimp that are placed in a strong liquor, beiju, and then eaten, often while they are alive. Modified recipes are used in different parts of China. For example, the drunken shrimp can be cooked in boiling water instead of serving them while they're still alive. In other recipes, the shrimp are boiled first and then marinated in alcohol. I'm going to China in December, so I might try some drunken shrimp. Get yourself uh, some pissed up shrimp. If I'm honest, out of of all of them, I'm sure that's probably the one that I would most likely be alright with. Same. Because of the booze. Mainly because of the booze, but also because prawns... If they're still swimming around, they're going to have their poo stripe well and truly in place. Yeah, and they're going to have them big feelers. Oh, I don't like them. The big feelers. You can't see the the dance I'm doing, but I'm basically waving my arms around like the feelers of a shrimp. Yeah, I like it when the prawns have got that bit removed. Eat me. Eat me. I don't want them anymore. No, I I don't want to eat any of this, so I don't really know what I'm going to do in China. No, you're going to have a tough time. Do they have croissants? Well, they do, but they're made entirely out of chicken feet. They're just buttered chicken feet, and they uh, call them croissants. They do weird stuff with eggs as well. Oh, well, God. Century oh, egg. No yeah. way. Uh, no way. Uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Fetus eggs. It's uh, like a kind of surprise. It's three treats in one. 
Yin yang fish, this is another option in China. Yin yang fish, or dead and alive fish, originated in Taiwan. It is a dish which consists of a deep fried whole fish, usually carp. Who eats carp? That's not a, an eating mm. fish. That remains alive after cooking. Oh, that's horrible. Oh. That is horrible. The fish's body is cooked while its head is wrapped in a wet cloth to keep it breathing. The fish is then covered in sauce and served live on a plate. Some chefs say they prepare the fish in this way to demonstrate its freshness to the customer. For hey, that's a good point. You can't get much fresher than still alive. Still flapping about and, well, mm. artificially kept alive. Mm. I've served you your dinner on a respirator. Here you go. Look how fresh it is. Honestly, though, when you get a properly fresh bit of fish, like the seaside or whatever, it does taste amazing. Yeah, but when it's mouthing, kill me, kill me at you, that's not going to enjoy, enhance hey, look, your dining experience. The difference experience. between fresh fish and like frozen fish is huge. So maybe... If you have it live, there's a there's that much difference again, and maybe it's just tremendously delicious. Well, I'm afraid the preparation of this dish is now prohibited in Taiwan and illegal in Australia and Germany. However, the practice continues in mainland China. Of course, it does. Mm -hmm. Of course, it does. Brilliant. Uh, this isn't seafood related, but I am going to eat dog soup in North Korea. Well, don't do that. But when in Rome. It's the when what, in Rome. When in Rome, by a slave. No, don't. No, obviously, not modern Rome. <laughs> yeah. I, that, I'm not suggesting they still have well, I'm slavery. I'm going to modern North modern Korea Rome. and they dog there. Yeah, but no, the things are still morally reprehensible. Whether you're, whether the other people are doing it as well. If you were in a club full of paedophiles, would it therefore make it okay for you to be a paedophile? I just want to make it. <laughs> I just yeah. want to see what the fuss is about. Yeah, I understand that if it was something that was considered like a proper delicacy. I Which don't think is. dog is. Yeah, well, there's not a lot else going on in North Korea. Exactly. So it's not a delicacy. It sounds like it's a... Go eat this dog. I don't want to eat this terrier. I've had a few friends tell me that they're never speaking to me again if I do eat the dog soup. You can't eat the dog soup. Why I, not? It, because, it, no, don't eat dog. No. In the same way as if you're going to Spain, don't go and see bullfighting. Hmm. Oh, don't no, I wouldn't. It. I wouldn't. But the dog's already dead, so... Well, no... Because what they'll is... kill another dog to replace that dog for the next person that comes along. Nah, it's already in a in a soup. No, that's not how it works. That's not how supply Pretty and demand works. Pretty sure that's how it that's works. It's not how supply and demand works. It's five euros. <laughs> Sounds gross. The cost was not something that was coming. But what? Up like, I don't. I don't see that. Like in the same way that you don't see the difference between eating a slug and eating a pig, I don't see a difference in eating a pig and, eat, and eating a dog. Pigs are more intelligent than dogs. And I eat pigs heartily. Pigs are not, not more intelligent than dogs. They are, that's a fact. I read it on the internet. Well, that's, you've read that incorrectly. because am pretty just sure they're true. more intelligent. Even if you take the morals Based on it. what test? Based on the pig and dog intelligence test. Uh-huh. Yeah. Pigs are not more intelligent than dogs. That's just not the I have heard that. Pigs are intelligent. They're not more intelligent than dogs. That's just <coughs> stupid. <laughs> yeah, but that's just... The, but, right. uh, no, but do you think, it, think of a pig and then think of a dog... And using your own experience, never mind what you've read on the internet, which of those two animals is more intelligent? Pigs. Do you know what? The pigs. Dogs are fucking stupid. Dogs are idiots. <laughs> you can do, get a dog to do anything. Yeah, but through instruction and training and being clever. If I slathered a bit of peanut butter on my balls, a pig wouldn't go anywhere near them. Of course it would. It would bite the fuckers <laughs> off. Right. This is from Peter or Petter. How do you pronounce that? Yeah, but they've got a vested interest. Pigs outperform three-year-old human children on cognition tests and are smarter than any domestic animal. 
and animal experts consider them, consider them more trainable than cats or dogs. What, to fetch things? They can also outsmart uh, chimpanzees. Cognitive tests. Whether you like it or not, pigs are as intelligent as dogs, or more. And if you're eating a pig, you might as well eat a dog. That's my viewpoint. I'm not eating a pig, and I'm not eating a dog. And, and that's your, that's your choice, look. but if I'm eating a pig, I might as well eat a dog. You don't see the logic? No. Not if you take, even if I take like the moral aspect out of it, to me, you're still eating an animal that, in our minds, isn't supposed to be eaten. It sounds like it's a poor food. It's that's just our, that's our culture. You're not though, a poor man. You're not, you're not like oh. forced to eat dog. You're no. choosing to eat dog. It's just part of the tour. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't really see the difference between dogs and pigs. Probably they're both. Taste. I think really they're too intel. They're both too intelligent to eat, and I shouldn't eat pigs. But they're really tasty. And, and if I'm going to eat are. a pig, I might as well just try a dog. I might as well. It's right there. Is the dog going to be dead or alive? It'll be dead. Okay. What's yeah, it'll just dog? be like I little don't... chunks of doggy meat. The stuff I've seen is that the dogs are very, very badly treated prior to... Oh, without a doubt. But I'm in North Korea. The people are too. Don't eat the people! <laughs> I'm not going to eat the people. But, but the whole uh, place... The is... extension of your argument says that you think it would be fine if that was their custom. No, I think, as, as the, the article said, three-year-old kids are less intelligent than pigs. So only children. So I'd only, yeah, I'd only, only like only a toddler. newborn, yeah. When well, in that's Rome. true. In the same way as lamb is so much nicer than mutton. Nobody really yeah. eats mutton because who would? But yeah. lamb, when lamb's delicious, available. yeah. Anyway, I'm eating, a, I'm eating a dog and people can just get over it. Pigs dream and see in colour. We do that. How? How <laughs> does anyone know that? Pigs are sociable. They like to cuddle and snuggle up nose to nose with one another as they sleep. That's cute. You shouldn't eat them. I don't! In the wild, <laughs> pigs live in matriarchal societies as elephants do. Social justice warriors. Piglets love to chase each other, play fight and roll down hills. I love to do that. Pigs can be picky eaters. Hello? Pigs are hygienic. Okay, so we're not, <laughs> we're not totally the same, but they are very much good people, animals. And they we shouldn't be, eat we them. Shouldn't. But if we are going to eat them, we might as well eat dog as well. Case closed. There's an efficiency factor, isn't there? You can feed a lot of people from a pig, but not that many from a dash hunt. Well, I don't know what type of dog it is. It might be one of those big ones, like a... I don't know, name a big dog. A Dalmatian. A Dalmatian. It might be a Dalmatian. <laughs> lean. <laughs> They're quite lean. Yeah. You'd want sort of a St. Bernard. Yeah, St. Bernard would be nice. Oh, God. Oh, a bit fatty. Alsatian. You see, none of it, it doesn't seem like there's good meat going on on any of these dogs. But the pig, pigs, this is another fact I've just learned, pigs are naturally slender. Humans overfeed them and make them fat. Yeah, I know. They're naturally I, slender. I don't eat meat. So it's probably I the same with these dogs. These, these dogs are probably fattened up. And then, delicious meat and they can feed loads of people. I, I do not get the fuss. It's just because we keep them as pets, but, you know, that's just a societal thing. I have to admit, when the horse meat scandal thing broke a couple of years ago, I did think, well, oh, that's, that's just no different from cow. Exactly, it's the same. It's just, a, just an uppity cow, isn't we don't it? Eat a horse, horse at the end of the day. It's just an uppity cow. <laughs> France eat horses. They love a bit of horse. They love a bit of slug. There you go. Snail. Same thing, really, it's isn't it? Same thing, yeah. yeah. One of them just has a big... <laughs> Snail's just an uppity slug. Essentially. I'm eating dog. I'm not going to stop you. Yeah, it would mean going to North Korea. I'm definitely not going to North Korea. <laughs> Let's uh, continuing. Mostly these are these are all in Asia. Uh, in Japan, ikizukuri 
Ikizukuri is literally translated as prepared alive. That's the preparation of sashimi made from live seafood. Fish is usually used, but sometimes octopus, shrimp, and lobster are used instead. Live lobster? Mm. It's going to fight you back, isn't it? Part of the challenge. Uh, <laughs> tear off one of its claws and it comes with its own cutlery, effectively. Yeah, pretty much. I find lobsters, to, I think that's... Uh, seafood seems crueler to me. Because a lobster, you just lob it in a big boiling pot while it's still alive, mm-hmm. don't you? I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore. Are you not? No. But traditionally, yeah, that's what you did. But I oh, don't they stun them first now. They have to freeze them or something? To... They stick a knife in their head first. Okay. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, they, as long don't, as they, don't, they don't boil them alive anymore. I don't believe... So, Ikizukuri is controversial and is outlawed in Australia and Germany. Odori Ebi, literally dancing shrimp, is a sashimi delicacy in Japan. It includes live baby pink shrimp, usually dunked in sake. There's a booze theme going on here. Mm. Wriggling their legs and waving their antenna as they are eaten. That's not dancing. (laughs) I know, it makes it sound cute. (laughs) Ooh, dancing shrimp. That sounds lovely. The meal is prepared rapidly and quickly served to ensure the shrimp are still alive. Dancing shrimp are also eaten in Thailand, where they are known as gung ten. In Korea, there's sanaki, which is a type of hoe or raw dish in Korea. It consists of live baby octopuses, either whole or cut into small pieces and immediately served, usually with a light sesame oil seasoning. The dish is eaten while still squirming on the plate. That's gross. That's like that bit in um, Old Boy. Mm. That would not yeah. be... That's, that's not, Korea. Not a tasty looking food that he's eating. It's all wiggling all over the place. Gross. So I wouldn't eat, I wouldn't eat octopus. I wouldn't like to eat anything that's alive, I think. I'd draw the line there. Mm -hmm. Live oyster. Oysters are often eaten live. And there's a picture of a man pouring an oyster into his mouth. They seem pretty gross as well. Live lobster. Restaurants in New York City serve live lobster, advertising that they allow customers the opportunity to pick belly sashimi out of its still-moving body. That's just gross, isn't it? That's... that's, Ethical viewpoints. Live octopuses are eaten in several countries around the world, including the US. Animal welfare groups have objected to this practice on the basis that octopuses can experience pain. In support of this, since September 2010, octopuses being used for scientific purposes in the EU are protected by EU Directive 2010-63-EU. One of my favourites. As there is scientific evidence for their ability to experience pain, suffering, distress and lasting harm. Bloody EU. (laughs) coming over here protecting our octopuses in the UK this means that octopuses used for scientific purposes must be killed humanely according to prescribed methods known as the schedule 1 methods of euthanasia London resident Louis Cole runs a YouTube channel in which he eats live seafood the Guardian commented on the ethical issues raised by the behaviour of Cole that it seems objectively less cruel to kill a scorpion instantly than to rear chickens in battery cages or pigs in the most miserable pork farms. Mm. Maybe just don't eat scorpions, though. The view that oysters are acceptable to eat, even by strict ethical criteria, has notably been propounded in the seminal 1975 text Animal Liberation by philosopher Peter Singer. However, subsequent editions have reversed this position, advocating against eating live oysters. Singer has stated that he has gone back and forth on this over the years, and as of 2010 states that while you could give them the benefit of the doubt, you could also say that unless some new evidence of a capacity for pain emerges, the doubt 
cut is so slight that there is no good reason for avoiding eating sustainably produced oysters. Except they're a bit gross. I mean, that's a fairly good reason, isn't it? Health issues. In India, the government provides support for an annual fish medicine festival in Hyderabad where asthma patients are given a live sardine to eat, which is supposed to cure their asthma. Mm. Doesn't seem likely to me. I've got asthma and I use uh, inhalers. You inhale sardines? No, no, no. It's like, um, I don't really know what it is. It's just like gas. I put a gas in my mouth and then I'm fine. And then I swallow eight sardines. And then I'm fine. Do you want to go to the annual fish medicine festival, Chris? Sure. Yeah, should we go? Yeah, why not? Have few sardines. Cure our asthma. Um, yeah. Infection by the fish tapeworm Diphelobothrium latum is seen in countries where people eat raw or undercooked fish, such as some countries in Asia, Eastern Europe, Scandinavia, Africa, and North and South America. So at the end of all this delicious raw fish and poo eating, you end up with worms anyway. Yeah, it's not really worth it, is it? I'm going to stick to some Linda McCartney, I think. Not Linda McCartney, <laughs> her, her, her produce. Okay. Oh. <laughs> not Linda McCartney's produce, her sausages. Thank you for listening to Wikishuffle episode 86. Hopefully you've learned a little something about the, the workings of Corby Town. And it's, fish. It's a, it's a strange place, Corby, isn't it? I mean, yeah. Have we, have we spoken about Corby on the podcast before? <laughs> about how it's, um, you know, little Scotland? Well, for those that don't know anything about Corby, I mean, we eat tatty scones, mm-hmm. drink iron brew. Love iron brew. You've got a pint of it, though. We, I've, got a li- I've literally got a pint of iron brew. <laughs> on the go, <laughs> right yeah. Now. I've literally got some tatty scones in the kitchen right now. Have you now. really? Yeah. Oh, yes. That'll be my lunch. So they're not tatty scones, actually. They're potato cakes. I, I, I told a lie. That is what tatties got. That that's isn't what it? they tell English people they're called because yeah. English people won't be able to handle the tatty scones. English, I, I mean, no offense to anyone that's listening to this that's English, and I know I may sound English, but really, I despise everyone English and everything Korean, English. Korean in your heart. I'm Korean <laughs> in my heart, but you know what I mean. Just it's, pathetic it's, Brexit, God save the Queen, assholes. English people. Do you want to drop into your Scottish accents? No. So are both of your parents Scottish? No, half of my family's Scottish, half of my family's Irish. I was born in England, but I'm not really happy about it. Or anything. Or anything. I mean, what's your, what's your family, Chris? The same. Exactly the same. Mm-hmm. It tends to be quite a common arrangement, whereas you're all English. Oh, no one for the last 50 generations is from more than three miles away from this very room. Mm, that's how inbreeding happens, isn't it? Yep. That's why I have as many fingers as I have. It's just a bit a little more unique. I mean, it's still a shitty little town in the middle of England that no one cares about, but it's it's got a little bit more about it than, you know, Kettering or Wellingborough, which are just shit houses. No offence. They've got that thing in Kettering now where you're not allowed to drive a skateboard. Drive, drive a skateboard. skateboard. Yeah, they've got, I've seen it the other day. They've got this thing up now for all those kids that hang around outside Prezzo. Yep. They're not allowed to drive their skateboards no more. They're not allowed to drive their skateboards, Mm-mm. no. There has been or a... drink on the streets, and they have to be home by 11. Yep. I think it's the first place in the country where this is like a thing now. All the kids get rounded up before 11 o'clock. It's true. That's it's shit. It's so regressive. and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. All they're doing is skateboarding and yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, why, just... why 
Why do adults have such a beer in their bonnet about skateboarding? I don't know. <laughs> I don't What's the problem? It's just children playing with toys. Yeah. It's nothing more or, or less than that. It's absolutely appalling. What Even the that, it, it takes. Have done yeah, it's in like. This, public nuisance community order or something what they've called it and it's it's fascism in no other term for it than just being purely and skateboards are a rubbish vehicle yeah so that's you can't ram raid with a skateboard no a, a truck yeah yeah ban trucks well, no don't ban trucks all right i thought that's what you were saying no don't don't ban anything yeah, so <laughs> maybe ban some things. No, there's ban a middle anything. ground. There's a middle ground. No. So yeah, Kettering Borough Council, you're a bunch of shit jerks. Mm. Shit jerks is a good good word actually. Mm. Yeah. Fascistic shit jerks. That's um, that's angered me. I've it never is, been a it's, skater. Yeah, it's I've really anguishing because it's not as if there isn't already power to do something about it. If the kids are making a nuisance and doing anything wrong, then they're doing something wrong and you can do something about that. But to just put mm. a blanket ban and say, whoever you are, whatever you're doing, you're not allowed to be here past 11 o'clock at night and you're not allowed to play with your toys. It's just such a horrible message. I think you should write a strongly worded letter to your MP. I have already, actually. Have about there this was very a, issue? I have. There was a public consultation about a year ago before it came into effect, and I wrote a very strongly worded um, email. I wrote a very strongly worded letter to my MP. Well, it was a Facebook post, and I got banned from his Facebook. Did you use lots of four-letter words? Yeah. Yeah. But he is a cunt. <laughs> like, he is. By, by definition, he's just... A proper little... I mean, he is Tory boy. Oh, he's terrible. He is his Tory face, boy. His it, face is just the most punchable face in the world. So, you know, of course I'm going to call him a cunt on Facebook. What else can you do? Nothing. There's no other option. I, I, I feel for you. I mean, I find other options in my life, but we're different people. We've established that. No, and No, but you could go down the, the let's talk sensibly about politics route. But, nah, not with him. Not without face. No, we had to put with Louise Mensch as our MP for a couple of years. Uh, and now we've got him. I can't take any more, so I'm just going to call him a cunt. Because <laughs> you can't logic, you can't argue with these people logically. There's no reasoning. So, Ketchum Borough Council, you've had it. Louise Mensch, you've had it. Persglove. Tom, Thomas Tom, Persglove. Thomas Persglove. It's the most Tory name imaginable, isn't, isn't it? it? He's just such a noodly little shit. Yeah. I got him to retweet about this podcast once, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I messaged him saying, "Tom, we're um, we're uh, your local award-winning podcast. Can you retweet this to get the word out to your followers?" And he did, and then I called him a twat. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's um, an alarmingly specific episode for anyone that doesn't live within a five-mile radius of where we are right now. No, I think it's interesting. I think finding out the quirks and the because generally speaking, every town in the UK is turning into every other town in the mm. world, uh, every other town in the UK. So to highlight where there are still differences and quirks is an interesting thing, and I think people will like it, and people will really appreciate hearing about Malcolm the Fishman. And if you've got any similar stories about crazy local people where you are, well, not crazy. I'm not saying that Malcolm's crazy. Or oh yeah, he's not. He's fine. I mean, we do have Mad Terry. Who is crazy and mad, hence the name. But if you have a local celebrity that has its own Wikipedia page, oh, that's the jackpot, isn't it? We would do a special. If we can get enough of those, we'll do <gasps> a special. I wonder if 50p Lil has one. Who's 50p Lil? She's from Northampton, is Lil. Uh, Lil will do anything for 50p. <laughs> Huh. She, but she is notable. She's very notable. Everyone in Northampton knows her, so I'm thinking she might have a Wikipedia page. When you say 
Any? Are we talking? I don't want to know. <clears throat> Urban Dictionary. <laughs> oh dear. Alan Carr has tweeted about Fifty P. Lil in the in the past. He's from Northampton. He's from Northampton. He, yeah. mm. um, oh, in fact, Alan Carr and Matt Smith shared a story about her on Alan Carr's show. But Urban Dictionary describes Fifty P. Lil. As, and this is offensive, so, you know, but it's Urban Dictionary, I'm just reading. A dirty, old, fat Indian prostitute living in Northampton who will do anything for 50p. And used as an example is, your mum is 50p Lil, you dirty tramp. Your mum is a dirty, slutty, fat, of prostitute, you dirty tramp. I don't know what of prostitute means, but there you go. Um, and you can buy the t-shirt as well, so <laughs> that's good. So you can get that definition on a t-shirt <laughs> or a mug for $25. Delightful. Mm. Why not write us a review on iTunes about how wonderful you think this podcast is? Because we'd like that. Alternatively, follow us on Facebook. We'd like that. Follow us on Twitter at WikiShufflePod. That would be nice too. Or go to wikishuffle.co.uk where you can listen to all of our previous 85 episodes before this one. Except for episode one because it's still not up there until I get around to putting it up. And we will see you again this time next week. One more thing about 50p Lil. Alan Carr said, do you remember Sticky Vicky? She'd fiddle with you for 50p. And then, according to Daily Star, a stunned Matt Smith told him, oh yes, but we all, we called her 50p Lil. So She goes by many names. She goes by Sticky Vicky, 50p Lil. 10 Bob Tina. 10 Bob <laughs> Tina. <sighs> 10 Bob, is that right? Is that how much 50p was? I don't know. All right, we're out here. Say goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.